A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Hello, this is Father Thomas, and welcome to the Sprouting Stump podcast series, where we reflect on the readings that come to us from the Mass each day. When we take a little time to let the Spirit come upon us, a bud shall indeed blossom in our hearts, so we might be renewed in spirit and strengthened in faith, as we take this time together to enter into that beautiful word that comes to us from God. Today, Father Thomas provides a reflection for the 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time. He discusses the bread of life as connector. This is one of those times that you're supposed to do as I say and not as I do. I'm allowed to play with my phone in church, you're not. Okay. Last week I had talked about how the spread of life discourse was stretching over a period of five weeks, interrupted by the Assumption. And it's broken up into different sections each Sunday. And so every Sunday we have a little different part of the spread of life discourse, and we learn a little bit more about what the bread of life means for us, what it's capable of doing, what it expects. Last week I spoke about the bread of life being the great multiplier. Well, this week there's another aspect that I want to speak about that's equally beautiful and equally important. This week I look at the bread of life as the connector. You're thinking, connector to what? There's multiple things that Jesus intended as the bread of life, that gift that he gives to us. The one thing it connects us to is our destiny. It connects us with the past, it connects us with the future, and it connects us with our present day today. If you notice that the people say to Jesus, God gave our ancestors manna from heaven, that bread in the desert. And Jesus says, but I am the bread. I'm the true bread that's come from heaven. So we hear about that manna in the desert, which reminds us of the fact that Jesus is the real manna that we eat today. Because all of us are also in a desert journey. It's called life. And just like at the end of the desert journey for the Israelites, they were the ones to reach the promised land, it is part of our destiny at the end of the journey or throughout the desert, we are supposed to also reach the promised land. And just as they would not make it without manna, neither will we. And so it should point to us and connect us with the people of the past. And that connection should do two things. One, it should remind us that we are not a whole lot different than the Israelites in the desert. If you read through the history of Israel, there are very few passages where the Israelites are praised for doing good things. In fact, 90% of what is said about the Israelites is they kept turning away from God. They complained, they argued, they got upset. They were like little kids, always mining about something because they're not getting their way. 
Our first reading today was exactly what that was about. They had just been released from slavery in Egypt. And the first thing they start doing is complaining that they don't have enough food to eat. As if God was going to release them from Egypt and then let them starve to death. But that's what they thought. God's abandoned us. We want to go back to Egypt. We want to go back to a life of sin because we're a little bit hungry and there's no food. And in spite of their complaints, in spite of their lack of faith, God provides for them, just as he does for us today. We who also tend to complain and sin and get caught up in the things of this world, and we don't get our way, we get upset. And God is always there to continue to feed us and to help us. That's the first connection. The second connection is a little bit more on the positive side. Because everything that happened to the Israelites was simply a foreshadowing of a greater way of living. God was always pointing to something more in what he did for them back then. Every single law, every single procedure, Every time God interacted with them, he was pointing to something that was going to happen in a greater way in the future. And the Israelites, even though God is the one that provided that bread, it was, it was earthly bread. It simply manifested because of the way nature works, at God's command. But it was not truly heavenly bread. They say it came from heaven, but in truth, everything comes from heaven. The whole world comes from heaven, but the whole world isn't divine. So we had human people eating human bread. When I say human bread, meaning it was just simply part of this earth. But it was pointing to something greater. It was pointing to us now. Say, at some point, I will give you true bread, bread that truly does come down from heaven, bread that is not of this world, bread that is divine. That's what we get. That connection to the past should remind us of where we fail, but also remind us of the great gift that God's given us in spite of our failures. To remind us that regardless of how much we act like the complaining Israelites, God is always there to give us something to nourish us, feed us, strengthen us, and forgive us. But the connection to the past works in the other direction as well. Just as the bread of life points to something of the Israelites' future, it also points to our future. And if what we get today is so much better than what the Israelites got, what we're destined to get in the future is even better than what we get today. Because our destiny is not of a bunch of human beings eating a divine food. It's a bunch of heavenly beings partaking the divine food. The way that God was working in the life of human history he starts off with earthly people eating earthly food. He moves us to earthly people eating divine food so that we can one day be heavenly people eating heavenly food.
That's what the Eucharist today points us to. It connects us with our future, of what we're supposed to be experiencing. It's a reminder of what it's meant to be. We were not made for this world, we were made for the next. But even in the next, we will continue to partake of the same bread of life, just in a greater way. Because we can't exist without our Lord Jesus. When we get to heaven, we rely on him just as much then as we do now. And so it's this beautiful connection with what we were in the past and what we're supposed to be in the future. And at every stage, the bread of life was constantly connecting the people with God himself. When God rained down manna, it reminded them every single morning that God provides. It was his way of telling them that I'm always with you. For 40 years, every single morning, there was always manna to eat. Not a single Israelite ever went hungry because God always provided them food. Every day for 40 years until the promised land. That connection to God is even more intense with us now because every single day, every day since Christ rose from the dead, He's been present as the bread of life somewhere in this world. There hasn't been a single day for over 2,000 years that the Eucharist has not been with us. So every day we're reminded that God is always there to get us through this journey in our own desert. So it's a reminder that God never abandons his people no matter how much they abandon him. And if the connection to God is even greater now because we don't just have a reminder of God, we actually get God himself. Imagine what the heavens will be like. Because we won't just get to hold Jesus, we'll be united with him. It won't be a, for a mere minutes where he's in us, it'll be for all eternity that we're together. And so the bread of life connects us with what was and what will be and connects us with our God. And there's one other thing. It connects us with one another. It connects us with those of the church and the people of the world. You see, in the desert journey, God had told the people to collect only what you need. And he said that those that aren't able to collect as much will get enough by those who can collect more. But the way that he worked it is no person could ever collect more than what was necessary. It rotted. So that every person of Israel was connected to everybody else. They all shared the same meal. They ate at the same time and they helped one another to be fed. That connection stays with us today. And we are called to do the same, to take in as much as we can of Jesus and to help those who can't get enough of him to get more, to not be selfish in what we receive 
and to make sure that everybody has a chance to partake of our Lord. To recognize that we are all one people on a journey together and that we have a responsibility to care for one another and to make sure each of us are being nourished and fed. God provided enough manna always for every person in Israel. Always. God provides the bread of life always for enough people to be fed. If the entire state of Kentucky was in this church, we'd always have enough Jesus to pass out. That would be an awesome thing, wouldn't it? And we are connected to these people. In the heavens, it's even more so. Our connection as the communion of saints is even greater. That's what the bread of life does. It connects us. It makes our life not just a life in this world. It makes it not about us. It connects us with our past and our future, with the people around us, and with God himself. That's the beauty of the bread of life. That's why he gave it to us. We should not forget those connections. Because when we forget those connections, we forget what our life is all about. And the bread of life is called to do the exact opposite.